0: Is it time to design the life you desire? My name is Amy Ballantyne. Welcome to Power to the People Pleasers. I'm so excited to have you join me for this first episode of 2024. What uh, a great time to get clear on this desire to design your life. I've been talking with a number of clients who have had a variety of different things happen in their life uh, over the last few months that have, I would call it, awoken them to the possibility that life can look a different way. I think also COVID created that space for many people to see that life could look a different way. For example, many people still uh, working from home in some way. And I would ask you to consider, if you are not feeling content in some way, when was the last time that you actually asked yourself the question, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? You know, it's interesting that when we're children, the question everyone asks us over and over is, who do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I actually deeply believe that I'm still growing up. I'm going to be growing up until the very last moment. (laughs) And this allows the opportunity for consistent and continuous growth and uh, remodeling, revisiting of, of things that used to bring me joy, bringing those things back into my life. So there are clues about things that bring us joy that that show up, such as, you know, what are the things when you were a small child, middle, kind of middle school child, high school student, and beyond? What were the things in those periods of time that brought you joy? Perhaps it is hanging out with friends. For me, it was ballet, playing sports. Some people playing different musical instruments. Things that used to bring you joy that maybe you are no longer doing. This is something to consider when we're talking about designing the life that you desire. So I've got five tips Here for you to get started on this if you are feeling like this year 2024 is the year that you want to be more intentional with how you're spending your time be more intentional with how you are fueling your soul yourself be more intentional in, in what you are doing and who you're doing the things with. So number one, tip number one is know yourself and be honest about what brings you joy and happiness and content and what also brings you unhappiness and discontent. Being clear with yourself. And I am suggesting that you get out a pen and paper and write some things down. It's fine if you're listening to this while you're you're driving, perhaps, and you're thinking about things. Reflection is so valuable. But for this project, I would highly encourage that you write some things down, knowing yourself, your preferences, the joys that you've had, and, and looking through the lens without judgment. Not saying, well, I used to do this. I used to go to the gym all the time, and I don't know well why I stopped. We don't need to go there. <laughs> the only part of this plan is to gain clarity about the things that either bring you joy, peace, contentment, happiness, or the things that do not. And maybe it's being in meetings back to back to back every day, all day. Not taking the opportunity to have lunch breaks, perhaps. So what are the things you don't enjoy? What are the things you do enjoy? Getting really clear. Being truthful with yourself and mindfully watching the language you use either in your reflection, in your head, or out loud or on paper around what you think you should be doing or what you would believe you have to be doing you know comparing yourself to well so and so they do these things and it looks like notice those words it looks like they have a great life we we can't really see into anyone's life fully especially not from social media so noticing when you're saying those words of should or have to or i need to getting the opportunity to shift that perspective to what do you want to do what do you get to do in these next 5 10 15 20 30 40 years of your life whatever span we're we're really at how do you want to invest this time so you feel more joyful more calm more content being truthful about what isn't working for you This some some experts talk about waking up at 530 in the morning, really dominating your day, starting the day with that uh, early rise. And if that works for you, that is awesome. (laughs) I am celebrating you. I am still recovering from all the years of no sleep with three children. And I am now just starting to feel the ability and the interest, both of those things in wanting to wake up a bit earlier but I'm not shooting myself. I'm not going to force myself into a should moment because someone says that this is what is worked for them. Well, that's wonderful, right? We're all different. I invite you to tune into what works for you and be truthful about what works for you and what doesn't work for you? And if waking up or at 530 in the morning is going to burn you out because for whatever reason, you're not able to go to bed or you're not choosing to be- go to bed, you're not making that happen uh, early enough to offset the 530, this will lead to burnout. It is 100% what happened to me a number of years ago. And so I am getting more clear on just because someone says that it worked for them, certainly if you feel called and inclined to give these kinds of things a try give it a try see if it, if try it on for yourself and if it doesn't fit throw it out just like i have so number two is setting clear goals and visualizing now Visualizing the ideal life. I would actually invite you to visualize the ideal life first. So, what does your morning look like in the ideal life? What does the uh, first part of your day, your lunchtime routine, your afternoon routine, after work routine, dinner time routine, after dinner routine, bedtime routine? Notice, I'm I'm kind of chunking things out, and this doesn't mean that every night looks the same. Perhaps after dinner certainly doesn't for us in our house, but the bedtime routine might look fairly standard, fairly routine, but it's chunking those parts of your day down to get clear on if you could choose an ideal life, what would the things be that you would do with your time? How would you uh, calm yourself before bed? How would you prepare for a a better quality sleep? What are these things that? you know, you're, you're wishing and desiring your life to have in it and getting clear on that, visualizing it in your mind first, seeing those things and then setting clear goals. I I mean, we hear this all the time, especially at the beginning of the year, set clear goals, you know, the smart goals, right? I would invite you to make them even more mini to really drill down these, these goals to be small things that you are going to be 90% certain that you are able to accomplish today, this week, small, 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 small. And I know that sometimes goals take longer to achieve. I'm inviting you to break down to some smaller goals. So you have some wins today. And then you have some wins tomorrow, focusing on the wins, focusing on moving the needle slowly but steadily, right? The, uh, the tortoise wins the race. (laughs) So thinking that through in terms of writing down a clear plan for how you're going to get to these things with accountability, this becomes your roadmap, my friends. And I talk a lot about how the coach is like a GPS, This is one of the things that I love to support people on is having the goal and getting very specific and clear on what are the the small or mini goals that are going to help them get to that bigger goal that they might have. Number three is embracing mindfulness and continuous learning. So being present with yourself enough to notice when you are feeling happy, content, calm, peaceful, joyful. Being present enough to notice. And one of the exercises that I do all the time is asking my clients, what are they celebrating? If that was the only takeaway from this podcast that you did was to begin asking yourself, what would I celebrate today? about myself and how I showed up in the world, how I uh, lived my life today, What, what would I celebrate? If you were to practice only one thing, that would be, in my opinion, the most powerful thing for you to begin doing in 2024. The difference that I've seen in my clients who really embrace this. And and yes, they know I'm going to ask them this question every single call, but it becomes easier and easier and easier to see those moments because they are preparing, they're thinking about, they're reflecting on what has been worth celebrating. And I really believe there are millions of moments in our days that are worth celebrating because we're here in this moment, in this moment, in this moment of the, of this life. Right. I, I don't know the stat on how many people die every second or every minute, but it I'm sure it's a lot. And we are here in this moment. So I'm celebrating you. I hope you're celebrating you for listening to this podcast, using your time to help grow yourself, to reflect on. Designing the life you desire, because I deeply believe you you get the opportunity to do this. And being present enough to witness these moments of calm, saying, yeah, today I'm going to celebrate that I took five minutes to uh, drink my coffee, if you drink coffee. I don't. But you took five minutes to drink your coffee and you did some breathing and you were visualizing the life that you want. Awesome. What a great celebration. And maybe another one is that you had a shower. Awesome. Now, some people would say, well, I should have a shower. I have to have a shower. I need to have a shower. Okay, all those things may be true, but you also got to have a shower today. (laughs) You're here. And you were present and maybe as you were scrubbing the, the soap and smelling the beautiful scent of the soap or whatever, and, and noticing how your skin felt and, and that you had a time to just be present with your, your body. That's Let's celebrate that, right? So there are many, many things that we can celebrate, helping us to be mindful and present in our day and to recognize where those great moments are that are happening for us. And then, of course, uh, focusing on learning. So, what is the thing that you learned today? And some people, I mean, I know we ask kids this all the time, but I challenge you to ask yourself this what are you learning today? What am I learning today? I'm going to take a moment here. What am I learning today? I am learning today that <laughs> this is my I'm learning today that um, my throat was a little bit tickly and I have a, a number of different wellness uh, protocols that I use when uh, when I I could tell that I'm getting sick or the kids are getting sick. And so I am nipping this right in the bud. And I believe that my learning today is if I'm going to ask my children to take a certain thing like. Uh, <laughs> Today, I had um, honey with garlic and hot water uh, because I'm like, yes, this is helpful. If I'm going to ask them to do this, then I should ooh, listen to that word. I, I did it to myself. Then I get to try it for myself first. <laughs> and so that's my learning today. Being mindful of if I'm asking them to do something that I also have that opportunity to do that first or for myself as well. When I'm I'm having that, you might hear it in my throat as well. So that's number three. Number four is establishing commitments and an action plan. Being really clear on the plan. So in a coaching call I had recently with someone, she said, well, you know, I'm going to hope I get this thing done. And I said, okay, let's just... (laughs) take a pause here. I'm all about hope. Okay. But uh, when it comes to goals and actions, hoping is not useful (laughs) here. So really breaking it down to what are you actually committing to doing? When are you committing to doing it by? And how certain are you that that's going to happen? Otherwise, if you're not like close to 100% certain, then let's modify the goal so that you actually hit the target, right? And being clear about where you are saying yes to things and where you are saying no to things. With a different client, I worked on um, gaining clarity around their values. I really believe that exercise can be super powerful when we are aiming to create boundaries, because when we know our values, values are like a filter that we run our decision-making through, why we are going to say yes and no. Not because we should, we have to, we need to. Those are not values. But because it's in alignment with what is most important to us. And sometimes that means saying no to really great things. Because of timing, because it's not in alignment for you at that moment. And that's okay, But when you're clear on what your values are, I believe it's easier to create those boundaries. Maybe that's another podcast. So we do want to break down our goals into small habits and tasks and have true commitment with accountability. I think that's why so many of my coaching clients enjoy when I call them out on things because I don't just let them off the hook on that. Well, I hope I'm going to get this done. (laughs) That's not going to be helpful for them at all. And if you're saying that to yourself, well, I hope I'm going to get this done, or I hope I'm going to be better in my wellness this year. That is not a strategy. (laughs) Hoping is not a strategy. We can have that positive vibe and energy, but uh, actually having a commitment with accountability is key. And number five, embracing failure as part of the process. Failure is not a stop sign or even a yield sign, okay? Failure is not a stop sign. These moments are so important to help us learn, grow, and gain clarity. I had this conversation with a different client recently, and she was talking about not wanting to ever fail at work. And I I said, whoa, that is an extremely pressure-filled statement for your own, for your human. Extremely filled with pressure. Is it realistic to never have failure? No. It's not realistic, right? So how can you set yourself up for success to be in a state of... Embracing failure as part of the process, embracing failure as part of the, the teaching, the learning, the growth, the clarity to help you figure out, okay, there there is a failure here. What am I learning? What does this teach me about who I want to be, who I want to be around, the time I'm spending doing things? There is so much that we can learn from these moments of failure. My friends, I wanna thank you so much for listening and considering if it's time to design the life that you desire, and if you're feeling called to take some of these steps. Designing our life is a conscious, ongoing, and intentional process. Super intentional, with focus. And I want to invite you in the link in the show notes, I will drop an opportunity for you to receive the first phase of my free life design toolkit. So you'll receive the the first phase of it for free. And you can click that link below to get started on this journey of designing your life, making 2024 a super intentional experience to move yourself towards more calm, more joy, uh, more peace for an awesome year. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to Power to the People Pleasers. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Have a great day.